The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Oh, yeah. That's a pour on top of a pour. Yeah. We had a test pour earlier. Test pour, and we're waiting for the... Um, did you bring Shannon? I did. Okay, so did. We're, wait, we're waiting on the Shannon to get a little bit cold. Is this going to be the first show in, um, I don't know how long, that we're drinking Shannon Blanc and it's not Bart's? <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. Wait. Welcome to the Winemakers, everyone. This is uh, Brian Casey with Bart Hansen. We have George Walker Third with us today. Sam uh, is on assignment. I think he probably is at um, some Dead & Co. shows, him and um, the family. I think his eyes are rolled back in his head. Yeah, I think they <laughs> flew back east to go hit a couple shows before um, seeing the last three that are going to be here in um, July. And uh, John is out on assignment today. Um, George, I don't know how we got you on the show. Um, Bart, maybe you can explain how... You know, I think it was me. I, I, um, on our, on our continuing quest to invite more people from Napa on the show. (laughs) But in this case, you know, I I mean, I'm going to throw it right out there. I, you know, Mr. Dwayne Wade has jumped into the wine business and, and I would be a liar if I didn't say that I'd love to have him. There's a bunch of people I'd love to have on the show. And, and I literally like saw that you guys were having your event gather. Yes. Correct? When we gather. Absolutely. Uh, when we gather uh, tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I just threw out a text message and say, Hey, you're going to be so close to Sonoma. If you'd like to come up and be on our podcast, um, of course I knew he wasn't answering, <laughs> answering it, but Michelle, um, yes, picked it up absolutely. and mentioned that of course he wouldn't be available, but that you would be available. And I jumped at it. Um, I've followed you for quite a while. I don't even know how I found you. Maybe it had something to do. Were you on, what was it? Wine TV for a little while. Maybe yes, that's yes, where yes. I got hip to it. Sparklers. <laughs> um, yep. yep sparklers. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and so, um, when she suggested, I was like, yeah, let's do it. So, um, um, of course, um, Mr. Wade is, is welcome to come sometime in the future. If you'd love, <laughs> if you'd like, we can turn him on to some good Sonoma County grapes. We love it. We love um, it. and that's how we're here. So let's do it. So, George, you're before we He's even talk about. He's the hype man. Be, <laughs> <laughs> I bring the hype. <laughs> well, honestly, what is your official title for yeah. Wade Sellers? Yeah. So, um, first off, um, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to to meet you both in person. Um, I've been following you for a while now, Bert. This is incredible. Um, uh, I'm not as cool as Dwayne. Um, <laughs> we we cool. don't know that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I'm I'm super honored to be here. So you know, my official title is um, national brand ambassador, but that kind of encompasses all things. Um, you know, there's not many of us at Wade Sellers, um, so we kind of wear all the hats. Um, whether that be helping out with production, whether that be helping out with national sales or even international sales. I just got back from Toronto um, two days ago. 
um, uh, whether that be marketing, branding, the the whole yeah. the whole the whole ordeal. We kind of assist with with all the things. I mean, that's the great thing about a small company, right? It's like, what are you doing today? Well, it's probably not what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. Oh, for sure, you absolutely know? not. Um, yeah, every day is completely different. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and you know, I mean, planned out is great is great, and that way you can stay organized. But there's always things, especially in this business. You know, something gets thrown in, into the the schedule, um, especially during harvest, right? Um, or, or whatever. You know, someone needs you to come for a dinner or um, come to pour wine for somebody. So, yeah, you got to be ready to go. Stay so, ready so you don't have to get ready. Right. Ready to go. <laughs> um, so, so before we even get into D Wade Sellers, I mean, let's talk about you and your history and your journey into wine. You're a young guy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, (laughs) I always have to remind myself of that. But, you know, my journey has been so I mean, it's been pretty basic, but at the same time, still completely amazing. Right. You know, right now, I mean, I'm in Sonoma eating charcuterie, drinking amazing around blend varietals. That is. um, And, you know, this is this is what I get to do for a living, which is wild. Right. But, you know, coming up, you know, I was. You know, I was trash in undergrad, um, not even undergrad, in school Explain in general. Explain that for people what you mean by that. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, I know so, exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, unfortunately, the uh, the traditional education system within America is is mostly focused on the liberal art, arts aspect of learning rather than focusing on the vocational aspect of learning. And I think that there's, um, you know, n- no one person is the same and no one person learns the same, right? So I, I feel like like the American education system, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily failed me, but it just that that traditional route was not best suited for me. And, you know, my parents really saw that. Fortunately, I had, you know, two loving parents who, um, you know, my mom was a teacher when she's not a principal and my dad's a a pastor. So um, they weren't having that at all. (laughs) So they ended up sending me to a a tech center where I ended up, you know, focusing on um, uh, culinary, Um, you know, at the time. You know, I ended up choosing culinary because, you know, I thought that I'd be, you know, skipping half a day of school, um, making cinnamon rolls and 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 just, you know, being able to just that's fuck off we, the entire time. That's right? why we all took home ec, right? And, and <laughs> exactly. Was like, we, we knew we were going to eat good. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But but what ended up happening was, you know, I learned how to, you know, tournay. I learned how to julienne. I learned, you know, all the five mother sauces, um, you know, classic stocks. And and I fell in love with it, right? And, and I ended up going from there and ended up, you know, getting a job at this fine dining Italian restaurant where, you know, I ended up uh, at 16 and started flipping steaks and swordfish on the grill line. Um, and, you know, I, I just fell in love with the industry um, so much so that, you know, when I decided that I wanted to go to undergrad, that I ended up deciding that I wanted to go to, you know, the Culinary Institute of Michigan, where I actually ended up majoring in food and beverage management. And because, you know, um, it, it takes a certain type of, you know, as we know, it takes a certain type of person to be back of the house um, and yeah. to be a, a chef full time. Um, and, you know, I'm just not Hot cut from that cloth. sweaty. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hot, sweaty, long hours, well, nights, no, weekend. You know what bothered me the most about working in the back of the house was you didn't get a lot of feedback, positive feedback from guests. Right. 
Right. Whereas when you're in front of the house, you actually get to hear people say, thank you. This was really good. But when you're, when you're working in the back of the, when you're working in the back of the house, it's just chef yelling at you all the time. Right, right. Exactly. And it's, and, and, and the style of cooking and the style of dining has, has definitely changed within, you know, even 10 years, right? You're seeing a lot more, um, open concept kitchens where you're, you're able to kind of see people, um, you're able to see the chefs and, and interact with them on a certain level and, and be able to kind of see the kind of having like a chef's table, um, without having a chef's table right keeps them on their best behavior too. right <laughs> we know we know how we know how the industry is yeah. <laughs> but you know um so you know i loved i loved that fact and that's why i ended up deciding to major in food and beverage management because i still wanted to be a part of the industry and and the culture of the industry and it was while i was at you know the culinary institute of michigan that you know i ended up um volunteering for this wine tasting event and uh uh, and at the time, I poured a shot of du pop. And at the time, I was like, a shot of du what? Like, what you just call me, bro? Yes, come on, come on, glass. <laughs> um, but you know, at the time, I had no idea what the hell they were talking about, right? Because you know, I come from um, South Side of Chicago, right? And you know, this is traditionally not something that we see on the dinner table um, at all. So um, being able to you know be exposed to this entirely different world and and to be able to, you know, then get explained to, you know, what a Chateauneuf du Pop is, and, and and it comes from the southwest region of France, and and understanding the connection of, you know, the Pope who used to have this, you know, castle in the southwest region of France, and you just go and visit, and ended up blessing this land of grapes, and and then being able to like drink the juice, you know, I was completely sold, even though Makes you it know, more fun, yeah, exactly, way yeah. more fun, exactly, and I wasn't twenty one, so I was, you know, <laughs> I was I was fully in, but you know, I ended up, you know, loving this story, and because I was in um, Michigan. Um, which is which grows amazing, um, you know, Cap Franc and Bluff Francish, and um, even a little bit of Spat Bungerder, Spat Bungerder, uh, Pinot Noir, um, Riesling, of course. Um, you know, I was able to join, you know, the Food and Beverage Management Club or Food and Beverage Club, which, you know, we took different Im immersive uh, trips up to, you know, Traverse City or the Lillianal Peninsula. And so, what year was that? This was back in like 2013. Yeah, way back in 2013. <laughs> but but I, and the reason why I asked that is because the I'm sure the wine industry has grown up a lot since 2000 in in Michigan. Oh, since for sure. 2013. But at that point, it had still grown a lot, you know, and and it was probably starting to kind of, you know, find its legs and figuring out. It wasn't like the first generation. No, right? Like they had moved. They started to move away from. Um, fruit wines they started to move away from some hybrids started finding some varieties that, that they could grow up there absolutely so that's a pretty cool time to be there yeah it was it was such a cool time um you know by the time i ended up leaving actually i, I was sitting on the board at um, the michigan wine collaborative which was this uh collaborative of a bunch of different producers within michigan um that came together um to do whatever initiative whether that be get more funding from the state whether that be um marketing um and branding um helping brand michigan um whether that be w whatever that was um you know so that it was a really cool time to be a part of um just michigan wine and to see where it's it's gone from even from when I started in wine to to even now, yeah. um, you know they are starting to get more into you know vitis vinifera, yeah. um, but at the same time they're 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 also 
diving even more into um, hybrids, right? Which is a, a great conversation to be had considering um, the climate that we're living in right now. When, it, when we're talking about, you know, things like global warming um, and things of um, things just changing um, within um, the climate. Um, so Listen, I just got back from, from Denmark and I didn't get out to any wineries like I had hoped, but I talked to quite a few professionals in the business and they're fully on like, climate change might work out really well for us, you know, and they're kind of going through the same thing. Like right. they're getting away from the fruit wines and the, and the hybrids trying to find some varieties, varieties they never heard of. Right. But it is, it's changing it completely. You know? And, and, and good for them, both in Michigan and in Denmark for like jumping on this and going, we need to. Well, easier than Michigan than in Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Right, right. You know, Burgundy. Bigger conversation going forward. Oh, right. completely. But you see, yeah. you know, regions like Bordeaux who have, you know, adopted, you know, different grapes now, um, in, in, in that region. Right. So you're seeing that change being um happening within, you know, these historic regions that are so um uh embedded or uh, tradition is so embedded in their that culture, yeah. right? Absolutely. Generational. Um, Oh, for sure. Completely, completely. It's, 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 it's sad to see, it's sad to see, but it's also good to see, right? right. Because that conversation is being had. Right. Um, and, and people are, there are a lot of different people, um, and, and tastemakers and producers who are, um, uh, focusing on, on this change that, that needs to happen. Right. Um, so, I mean, back to, to get back to, you know, how I got into wine. Um, so I ended up, you know, pouring that chat and um, and, you know, ended up um, taking my uh, sommelier exam when I was 21, passed it. Um, shortly thereafter, ended up working for a small distribution company in Michigan, um, Elixir Beverage, uh, representing people like um, our portfolios like Jose Pastor, um, Jean Francois, um, Brooks, um, uh, all of Andrew Jones's projects. So Fabulous, Field Recordings, that whole line um, and a slew of other different um producers who at the time i had no idea who the fuck they were yeah. <laughs> just to Was be honest field recording some of the chenin blanc kind of yeah um, that that definitely that? that yeah that definitely opened my so um jurassic park vineyard yeah for sure yeah. jurassic vineyard yeah. um that was definitely my um entry to chenin yeah. um and and that was definitely one of the, the first chenins that i had ever had yeah. um and completely just kind of opened my eyes you know as i started diving deeper and deeper into you know this grape and also just the industry as 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 a whole yeah because who are you selling wine to like, yeah back then um yeah. i mean it was you know it was i was a, i was a sales rep so you know I, on premise and off premise so um both you know retail shops uh, restaurants um uh, you know yeah so both of those things okay. um and at the time you know it was a very small small distribution company so you know i was one of three sales reps for the entire state so i literally had a third of it while in undergrad so slinging a bag while also still you know young black taking... guy walking in the door oh yeah selling yeah. us Oh, for sure. Wine. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, right. for sure. For sure. It was, right. it was, it was weird. I mean, looking yeah. back at it, I was like, oh man, this is, that's wild. You know, it was like 60, not 60 pounds, maybe 40 pounds lighter. <laughs> <laughs> so I was super skinny back then. Um, it was, it was, it was an interesting time, especially in like West Michigan, which is very different than uh, the East side, which is of course like Detroit and, right. um, you know, all that, that, that side. So it was definitely a lot more conservative. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was very, very different for you know a small 21 year old black kid to come into a restaurant and talk to him uh -huh. about you know 
Jose Pastor or, or, or that portfolio or even, you know, what, whatever it was you know, yeah. back then. Um, Semi-Natty Wine, if you will. Um, it was it was different. And, you know, it was it was definitely different coming up just because, you know, uh, I got because I was, you know, a, a sales rep and a, working for a distributor, I got to see the industry right and and really get to that, that, that was literally my job was to make connections and, and make placements so you know i got to talk to buyers you know literally you know from a third of the state and you know i never saw anyone that looked like me no. um ever you know it was it was it was it was wild you know i think the first time that i saw someone that looked like me was you know i went to I went to Detroit and Regina Gaines, um, who is the owner of uh, a wine shop and right down smack dab in the middle of downtown Detroit. Um, and this was, you know, after three years of being in the industry. Um, not, and that was the first time, um, you know, it's, it's definitely changed a lot now. Yeah. Um, uh, thank uh, a lot. Thanks to, you know, organizations like um, the Roots Fund, yeah. uh, Wine Unify, um, you know, all these different organizations that kind of popped up, you know, post 2020 or really during 2020, you know, after the whole George Floyd thing. Um, but it was it was a it was a very it was a very interesting time to be in wine. Um, it was a very interesting. Yeah, it was just a very interesting yeah. time. When you get to drink a lot of this cool juice too, which is which is great, right? When you, I mean, you have to try all this stuff. <laughs> it doesn't suck. Yeah, it it does not. Yeah, suck. I mean, you could have found a job working for, uh, you know, a large winery that has forty three brands, right? And you were out trying to sling their forty three different brands. Like you were fortunate, you got to work for a distributor who had some cool brands yeah and, yeah and probably pushed you a little bit more on your own education and learning as opposed to this is carnero chardonnay kendall jackson <laughs> i wasn't gonna say their name <laughs> we don't have we sponsors it, Bart. you're right it. that's right that's, that's why we don't have sponsors you know? <laughs> but no you're completely right you're completely right you know i got i got kind of thrown to thrown to the wolves or, or thrown to the line whatever that saying is right. really early um uh and i was very fortunate you know i've i've been very blessed in my life with every role that i've had you know i've been very fortunate to be to work you know um in the back of the house front of the house on premise off premise distribution and now working for a producer and, and and every job that i've had um you know i've never i've never applied for um any one of them you know it's all it's always been through um uh connection um yeah. and, and just networking um and you know every every job that i've had it's 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 definitely been um the integrity has always been there and not saying that you know these these larger brands don't have integrity but there's just a, a different feel um that that's had with you know these right when something feels right to you i remember you did a dinner series where you incorporated art music wine and food oh man yo you, you know about that that's wild it, it reminded <laughs> me of something i think when I was working at Deschmere in Petaluma back in the day, I remember doing a wine dinner where I got a local gallery and we sort of paired the art and played specific music. And, and, and I mean, right. I don't know if it worked really well, but the idea was yeah. like to pair the whole experience. And, yeah. and when I heard about you doing that, it totally, I had forgotten that I did that. One time <laughs> and it reminded me of that. Just t tell people a little bit about that project that you did. Yeah, that was, man. Wow. That was so long ago. Um, but yeah, this was like, this was after, I guess it's all relative, right? <laughs> but you know, awesome this was, that, it's awesome that he just blew your mind. Right. right. Yeah. I had no idea you knew about that. Um, but yeah, 
this was this was after I left um, uh, distribution and I was working for um, uh, Spartan Ash as um, a wine buyer. And, you know, I, I, I wanted to still be um, kind of in the trenches and kind of on the ground. And I wanted to kind of reimagine, you know, what wine looked like and what that experience looked like because i hadn't had an experience that um incorporated people that looked like me uh, specifically black folk in general um and and i really wanted to incorporate um uh all of it right um so i wanted to incorporate you know live music i want to incorporate live art um and then of course um food all into one experience um but from a black lens right um and and to be able to show what it looked like to be able to um, uh, to be able to enjoy wine from um, you know our lens or, or my lens specifically, um, and it was it was a crazy experience um, because you, the whole premise and the whole ethos of that of Graped Out, um, which was the name of my company back then, was to to take the bougie out of wine um, and to do that in a way that wasn't pretentious and, and wasn't elitist, right? So, you know, I had people like, you know, my boy um, Jordan Hamilton, who uh, is a classically trained cellist, but he'll, he'll play Bach one second and then go from playing Bach to, you know, rapping Chance the Rapper on his cello, right? Um, you know, I had uh, artists like Kendall, um, who'd who'd really incorporate art um in the physical form of, of painting while you know we were having this e experience of dining um with you know five six different courses um and and you know have this whole experience into one which was which was amazing back then sounds, right that sounds incredible <laughs> yeah. yeah it was it was it was cool and what, um, what were you were you like during the dinner were you pouring the wines and then explaining why you paired specific things with exactly with foods okay. exactly exactly yeah. so i was i was the mc i was the host i was right. the one kind of leading leading the charge um, ringleader. And... <laughs> whenever i do winemaker dinners i call call myself the ringleader right just sort of wrangling right the stories exactly yeah. exactly of the producer yeah. of um the artist of the food of the um of the actual art um yeah. um you know all of it and kind of tying that all in uh to, to to one story because there's so many different stories that people have um that um you know we just want to share you know whether that be a story that's you know in bottle right um which is the story that you know i love to tell most but you know the story of the artist um uh, all of it right yeah. uh the story of the food um and 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 the why behind that and and really being able to kind of tie that all in together especially in in west michigan at the time because like i said you know west michigan was a very conservative place um so so being able to do something that was outside of the box um was uh was cool you yeah. know um, and and and, yeah. and probably opened people's minds a little bit yeah right? you know and that's what we try to do when you try to it's like trying to people say oh i don't like zinfandel brian always tells this story you know oh i don't like zinfandel and it's like well maybe you've just not had a zinfandel that that was exactly like exactly and zinfandel can do so many things right depending on yeah. where it's grown who produces it right. um you know how the whole they blend it exactly how much they blend the, the whole shebang yeah, you know yeah. for whatever reason um you know the style of wine in California, and I and I have and I, I'm guilty of it. Um, but you know, before moving out to California, I had um, 
my perception and my idea of what the California style is, right? Um, and this is, you know, post-97 after, um, you know, the Parkerization or, or after Robert Parker. Um, I, and, and I say that to say, um, before I say this, I want to preference this, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm a little better with my tongue um, than I was at 25. But, um, you know, it, there was a difference that, that, that happened post 97 um with with wine right um the style of of wine shifted to this this flavor profile that essentially made the producers a lot of money because yeah. you know robert parker would score it higher score chasing yeah yeah score chasing yeah. um you that's i, I think I, I and i don't i don't fault robert parker for that um um because i think that robert parker definitely helped um help the wine industry greatly in california in particular greatly um i think that he he took great notes you know looking back at his his tastings um that he had um and 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 looking back at his notes i think that he had a great palate um but at the same time i think it shifted um an entire um style for you know more than a decade um you know it's even kind of trickling into now but you know that's shifting but you know that was my idea of california especially zinfandel yeah. right big yeah. jammy high alcohol yeah. massive tannin oak bomb um they would you know double oak it you know they you know oak it for uh six months in new barrel and then take it out and put it in new and put it in new new oak after that six months after that you know it was you know it was it was it was a wild wild time but I, I <laughs> Defend the, to defend the California winemakers, they learned that from Shatnif to Pop. <laughs> well, you know, the, the older I get, I kind of think about the whole Robert Parker thing and about American consumers that there's there's something going on in America that has to do with sweeter, bigger, um, that just is in people's diet in general that I think somehow even sort of crossed over into wine that absolutely yeah. i mean I completely processed agree. food and the amount of sugar that they put in and and food is basically designed to get you addicted to it exactly um and then so i mean that leads to the conversation of talking about you know people like you know julia childs and, and the good food movement that happened um you know back in like the 70s right um you know 80s um and and the step away from you know this 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 idea of what we thought food was right yeah. and understanding that you know w when we had you know these 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 massive wars um and 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 having to be able to feed all of these people quickly um and and very easily um you know it shifted our idea of what you know food was and what food is and, and we took a step away from that and it and it kind of um not kind of but it definitely what it did was it, it shifted our palate completely yeah. and greatly um and i and 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 what we what we saw happen was you know with people like julia childs and um um people like alice um, waters, alice waters yeah. um excuse me i said julia childs i meant to say alice waters i'm yeah, I, i'm like two glasses in yeah. but alice waters specifically with the good move food movement excuse yeah. me that's what i was referencing um particularly with chez panini yeah. um uh and 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 that shift that happened um within america um you know uh it it, it you know, we're starting to see that that shift happen again right Right now within within wine and within food right yeah. we're getting back to um the source and we're getting back yeah. to um the origin and and the um the pureness of yeah. of what um uh, wine and food are and and can do
So, so I went ahead and poured the rosé here. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's down, it's getting down in temperature. Yeah. I may need a little bit more, but I thought we'd get started with that. Can you tell us a little bit about this wine? Well, I yeah. think welcome home, right? Isn't this Sonoma coast? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. This is... Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. My welcome back, friend. To, back to the land. I love it. Um, so this, this, this Pinot Noir is, and we haven't even talked how you got to, 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 to the wine, to the right. job, oh, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. Let's, but let's get to yeah. the wine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so this is our, uh, Pinot Noir, um, mainly made of Grenache and so, and Vivedra. Um, okay. Departure. Cause I think originally it was Pinot, right? Right. Was, okay. Right. Right. So exactly. We've exactly. gone from Provence to sort of, <laughs> um, Road. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. So cool. I'm wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but you know, we, we want, we wanted to add a little bit more weight. Um, you know, uh, we wanted to add a little bit more richness. Um, but still at the same time, still have that nice bright acid, super clean, fresh, vibrant, um, uh, but still has that, you know, kind of back that, that kind of carries you through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love this one, but you know, even back to, back to, um, uh, you know, our ethos at, at Wade Sellers, right. Um, you know, the whole reason why, you know, Dwayne started Wade Sellers was to, to do exactly that, which, which is help make wine more accessible, right. For, for far too long, wine has only looked one certain way um and even with that certain way um it hasn't always felt very inclusive for people of color to not only um be um a consumer but even um even as a profession or even on uh or, yeah on a professional level um be able to be an active player or play an active role within um um you know even working within it um so when he started it it was his goal to be able to kind of shift that that narrative and that look for what a average wine drinker or even wine professional looks like um so you know we we when we started back in 2012 um uh the, the whole the whole we started with our oakville cab um which was um you know we only made you know maybe a pallet and a half of this um and we sold it specifically all to China, um, because Dwayne had um, a relationship with um, a bunch of businesses out in China, and also he just loves the culture. Um, and was Yao Ming making wine at that time too? Which he was maybe had a he was making was, wine at the time. There was some familiarity um, with people going, "Oh, these are these are athletes in yeah, the United States." Or yeah, something. I don't, yeah, I don't, I mean, don't know if that okay. correlation was made back then. Okay, um, I'm not. I gotta ask D. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, but. Um, all that all that Oakville fruit was was sold to China. And, you know, at the time, I mean, Oakville fruit, I mean, Oak, the Oakville bottling was, you know, one hundred and fifteen dollars a bottle, um, which, you know, looking back at it, it, it didn't really jive with our core ethos, which was first and foremost accessibility. Um, so we actually ended up um, a little bit later ended up introducing the three by Wade brand, um, which is our entry level, um, which includes the, the Rosé, um, the Chenin Blanc, and then, you know, our Cabernet Sauvignon uh, at the time, just specifically Napa aviation. Um, but um, this was this was something that really hit to that um, accessibility piece, um, which was making it available for everyone um, from, you know, twenty dollars to to forty dollars for an Napa cab. Um, so it, it's, it, it, and, and if you look at the label, um, you know, the, the label is actually kanji, um, which is San for the number three, um, which was of course, Dwayne's number while playing for, uh, the heat, um, 
and also just happens to be the amount of uh, championships he won too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All right. So we kind of jumped ahead. You're, you're back in Michigan. You're kind of doing your own thing, but you want to take things to the next level. You realize that maybe you should um, get into the wine industry in terms of production, right. maybe. Yeah. Um, and Absolutely. so you're thinking California is probably the place to be. Not necessarily. I mean, yes, no. yes, and no. I was, I was up for anything at the point. Um, you know, at this point, this was back in 2020, um, and you know, the world had, you know, just kind of completely gone to shit. Um, and you know, I wanted to, like you said, you know, I really wanted to dive deeper into the industry, and I, I wanted to start my own project. Yeah. To be honest with you. Well, and and when you say that. Wh- like what was your idea or yeah. what what did you think I wanted to I wanted accomplish? to I wanted to make Riesling honestly I wanted to make huh. Riesling and Pinot Typical Noir Psalm. <laughs> <laughs> Right right and California right. Riesling No no not even California okay. so California was not the first choice okay. um so I had I had put feeler, feelers out um you know all across the country I was working like I said before working for Spartan Nash um as as a wine buyer and i had um sent um i reached out to brooks winery out in oregon yeah um and that was another one of the um producers that i represented as i was when i was uh, um awesome ones i love i love them man they're amazing wines that i mean it's it's so balanced the amakas is one of my favorite white blends period um their pinots are phenomenal as well um but i i had i reached out to them um, I got a, a, a call back and, and I was going to be um, doing a harvest internship out there. Um, but two weeks prior to that, I had sent uh, um, a random email to info at D Wade sellers. Um, and, and that's because for people that, so I go through this myself. Sometimes you want to get in touch with someone who is working with a brand that you want to be affiliated with, but you have no idea how to get these people. So your only way to do it is to go to the info at, and it's it's funny to me that you just decide to go ahead and go to info at and and, and say hey and do it yeah right so I I ended up getting um and who actually picked up info at at that point right it was um who got it it was personal assistant Jeff yeah, yeah 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 exactly yeah. it was our our DTC manager um Jeff Harner um at the time and uh he I guess he had shot I, so I accepted the position out at um at Brooks Winery okay. Um, two weeks after that, I had gotten an email back from the president, Matt Nauman. Um, and he was like, uh, at, at Wade Sellers and he was like, Hey, I just got your email. I've been on vacation for a while. How about you shoot your resume over and let's hop on a call tomorrow. So I'm like, okay, yo, stay ready. Cha-ching. So you don't have to get ready. Yeah, exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm in there. I'm like, yo, let's go. So I shoot it over to him and you know, we hop on the call and by the end of the conversation, he's like, you know. I'm actually not looking for a harvest intern at all. I'm actually looking for a right hand man for the whole operation. How soon can you get out here? Mic Cha-ching. drop. <laughs> Better. Yo, say less. I'm like, I'm like, yo, this is wild. How soon can I get out there? So I'm like, you know, drop everything. And and three weeks later, I'm um, I'm living in Napa um, as the first full time employee at Wade Sellers. So, so at the time, where were they? Because we kind of jumped from 2012 where most of the wine or all of the wine at first was going to China. And this was because Dwayne couldn't really be involved with an alcohol brand being that he was still 
affiliated with the NBA, right? There's something in their contracts that doesn't allow them to um, be affiliated exactly. with an alcohol. Exactly, brand. exactly. There was there was this weird rule in the NBA that you know active NBA players couldn't be associated with alcohol, alcohol brands, right? They so we have guns around there. They can't wave guns. Around. <laughs> I mean, they, they, oh, John yeah. Moran, yeah. um, he'll yeah. get it together. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so. No, so it was. So it wasn't until 2019 that we started to actively, really build. Um, when Dwayne retired, that we really started to build a uh, a, a brand within, and and really launch within the United States. Um, 2020 was supposed to be the official launch of of Wade Sellers, but of course we know what happened in 2020. Yeah. Um, so 2019 was when. Um, Matt Nauman was hired as the the president. Um, well, late twenty nineteen um, to like literally fourth quarter, um, and that uh, like I said, twenty twenty was really supposed to be the the real launch of of Wade Sellers within um, the United States. Right, and and so where are they making the wines at that point? Is it in a crush pad facility? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So we had uh, at the time we had a custom crush facility um that we were making you know all the juice um as as um you know our winemaker at the time was was kind of overseeing the whole the whole operation and at the time it was john keys from the beginning john keys okay yes 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 uh, it's not john anymore okay. now okay so now it's matt Nauman. okay now it's matt yep 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 exactly love john yeah. okay <laughs> and there and we haven't even mentioned Jason Palmeyer and his sort of role in this whole thing. Oh uh, man, Jason. I yeah. So, I mean, the so when Dwayne first started and at within wine, even um, right, um, he he found he found wine, started traveling throughout the world, places to Burgundy, Bordeaux, um, and then eventually Napa, which is where he eventually um, eventually met the Palmeyer family. Um, and as he was thinking about retiring or as he was starting to think about retiring he decided that you know he wanted to start uh his his own project um and because he had uh such a tight relationship with the Paul Meyer family and Jason um you know it, it made sense for them to go into business together um where Jason could really oversee the um and the Paul Meyer family could really oversee um the whole operation side they have a little of, experience uh, you know just just a little bit yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. yeah but you know and oversee you know all the things that that happened on right. um the operation side of things um and you know it was a perfect fit you know um the paul myers of course have a long lineage of of producing amazing um amazing wine um and 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 really wanted to transfer that over into you know the partnership that they had um between Dwayne and and and, and the Palmeyers. Okay, and so John Keyes was making the wine at the beginning. You have Palmeyer involved. Um you have Dwayne Wade's passion project. What kind of how are people receiving the wines and did you get a little blowback because oh this is another George Clooney, Cameron Diaz kind of situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think there's there's always that 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 skepticism or that hesitation when it comes to um anything that's has to do with, you know, Wade Sellers because it is I mean, Dwayne Wade is a very famous person. Like yeah. I mean, it, it just is what it is at the end of the day. But, you know, I think what what has shifted that narrative has has been Dwayne's actions within 
the industry um, and not just that weight sellers, just the industry as a whole. Right. Um, Dwayne, first and foremost, loves wine. Um, and, and, and everyone says that, Oh, I love, I love wine. Right. But no, he, he really loves wine. He loves yeah. to, he loves to drink. He loves to, he loves to read. He loves to meet the producers. Um, he loves to, to visit the regions and, and really be able to see, um, the, the, the places really see the terroir. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, I think that's really what has really been able to shift the narrative of, of what, Wade Sellers is right because it's it starts with it starts with him right it starts with his his willingness to be able to to learn um, and he'll tell you all day every day that you know he doesn't know everything um, but who does right, right. Um, this is this is a lifelong journey of of wanting to to learn and and to really be able to um, uh, continue to um, learn from others and, and really be able to build a knowledge that um, is to be shared um, and, and passed down to, to everyone. Right. Um, you know, so whether that be, you know, Dwayne, um, you know, sitting on the board at UC Davis, Unology and Viticulture right. and, and kind of, you know, playing a part um, in, in, the, in the education space or that be, um, you know, Dwayne being at the winery, you know what I'm saying? Like helping on the crush pad or, right. or do whatever, um, you know, it's all of these things he's doing to help better his knowledge and education and even getting down to you know taking this 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 national tour that we started when we gather series um taking this on the road and being able to um partner with um amazing chefs throughout the nation and, and someone yays throughout the nation and really just belts spreading the gospel of dope juice i mean the thing about it is to me that where i i looked at it as this was more than just a celebrity wine was yes he made his napa valley cab his oakville cab but he could have very easily just said, oh, and we'll make, you know, Russian River Pinot or Carneros Pinot and, um, and, and you know, Carneros Chardonnay. But no, he does a rosé and then Chenin Blanc. And yeah, you yes. know, I carry the Chenin Blanc flag, but to have someone like that introduce, I don't know how many cases you guys made of that, that we had it the first year. I bought some at Bottle Barn. Shout out Bottle Barn for carrying it. Yes. Um, yes. Love you know, Barn. for for taking on something like Shannon, which is still a hard sell. Right. Um, but you just got to get in people's mouth. <laughs> yeah, but, no, but, exactly. But he, you know, that was what you guys picked. Right. I mean, I'd love to hear a little bit of where that came from. Yeah. I mean, Dwayne loves Shannon. I mean, like anyone who has a Dwayne palette. Loves <laughs> Dwayne loves Shannon. <laughs> straight up, straight up. Send it on him. Um, so, I mean, uh, that's, I mean, that's, 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 that's what it is. So, I mean, he loves, you know, producers like, as do I, but producers like Nicholas Jolie, Domaine Huey, um, you know, the classics, right. Um, uh, and, and when, when we started, he was really adamant about making sure that we produce, um, a Shannon. Um, so, you know, our Shannon, um, coming from, um, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to imagine <laughs> that meeting where we're like, yeah, we're going to do the Napa cab. We're going to do a Rose from Sonoma. <laughs> oh, and by the way, we're going to do Shannon Blanc from Clarksburg. Right. Right. All wait, I, wait, all wait, 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 what, what, like, what, all yeah. I, all I imagine is Dwayne, 
um jumping up on the table like he did when he he shot that shot i forget what game it was but he he went and jumped on the announcer's right, right. table and said this is my house right, right. in miami yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is my, this right. is my wine exactly exactly out. this is my shit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you feel yeah, me yeah. um but no that's uh but yeah no he was he was like really adamant about producing it so you know this is of course from from clarksburg um particularly from wilson vineyard um so yeah you, you know what's up you know what's good <laughs> so this is um it actually goes about 50 percent or half of it goes through ml let me blend it back together um just to add again that 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 weight and that richness um but still has that nice solidity um nice acid um this is you know yeah clarksburg shannon running it and and of course we know where clarksburg is um so <laughs> Bart's been make, Bart was making Shannon from Clarksburg for a long time, and then he jumped up to Mendocino for a bit. Um, right, um, I think we're going back to Clarksburg though. But but Clarksburg is, I mean, Shannon Blanc. What, I mean, what what else are they growing there? Uh, uh, petit Verdot. Pe- no, uh, Petit Sirah. Petit Sirah. Yeah, Clarksburg yeah, yeah. has a Petit little Sirah. rec for um, Petit Sirah. I mean, they grow everything there, and they do a very good job right. um, with everything. There's they very they're very good farmers there. Um, it's just one of those places that I mean, unless we're talking about Shannon Blanc, I rarely say Clarksburg. Right. Yeah. yeah no, but they, they produce a lot of petite. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's but I mean, uh, there's not many other places in California that produce um, Shannon Blanc, which is so wild to me because Shannon Blanc used to be one of the most widely All planted grapes. Yeah, yeah. In California. Yeah. It was everywhere. Everywhere. Was everywhere. I mean, granted, I mean, this was. This was a lot of it went to, you know, jug wine. And this was a lot of it came yeah. from the Central Central Valley. But, but when I started, I mean, there was Moon Mountain. It wasn't known as Moon Mountain then. But the <laughs> winery I worked at, there was a vineyard that was planted half to Chenin Blanc. And it was at the top of Moon Mountain. I mean, it's crazy to think. It, think about if they would have left that in. Oh, my God. It would be incredible. Well, it, but, it, but it all got ripped out to plant. What? what Pinot, Chard, anything. Sauvignon Blanc, yeah. anything but Chenin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's an old Gallo ad that I have a copy of. I'm sorry, an old Sebastiani ad that I have a, uh, a copy of, and it talks about their Sonoma Valley Shenan, you know. Um, so it, it it was everywhere. Um, but, yeah, it went away because of Chardonnay is really what it went away for. Yeah. Because but, but, Chardonnay was, yeah. was catching a higher price. It was easier to grow, and that was huh. it. Right, but you're seeing this resurgence that's happening um, with Shannon. Um, you know, a lot of producers are keep are saying kinda, it, coming back to it. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I, lo- yeah. we, I mean, we love to see it because yeah. I mean, Shannon is such a versatile grape, right? Um, even I mean, talking about climate change again, you know, it's very, it's very adaptable, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, as we know, Shannon can kind of do all things. It's kind of like a chameleon. It could be, right. you know, mad sweet. It could be dry. Ooh, yeah. It could yeah. be yeah, exactly. Yeah. It could be sparkling. It could be yeah. still. You know, it can kind of you know run the whole gambit. Yeah. 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 And Bart's not angry if um, more people are drinking Shannon Blanc. <laughs> yeah. We love it. No, I mean, it. it when I, I first, I made my first one in 2009. It was from Clarksburg. Um, and I got invited to a lunch over in Napa that year. And it was like this group of guys making Chenin Blanc. And, you know, as I look back at it now, it was Craig Armeyer. Wow. It was Tegan. Tegan yeah. Personally. It was Leo Steen. Right. Or Leo Hansen. Jurassic Vineyard. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Uh, and a handful of other people, the folks from, um, uh, 
the folks from the fam, the children of uh, Fogs, Frog Sleep. So there was only, you know, a handful of us and it was a hard sell. But I mean, let's be honest, the names that you just dropped, bro, like are man legends. Have and, you and, ha and they were all just like it was all new to them also at that time. Yeah. Have you had Craig Harmeyer's Shannon Blanc? If you haven't, I haven't. Okay, we're, we're gonna hook you up and go see Craig and Sacramento. That would be amazing. This is like a absolutely him and his son. It's like a two man operation in a what seems to be like a former auto parts. Um, I love it. Store or something where the Shannon Blanc that he makes is the, mind blowingly good. The and he makes some Wilson. Um, the amazing thing about it is, is it's an old historic winery in Sacramento and like downtown Sacramento. And um, he was able to continue making wine there, but it is, it's in the middle of an industrial area in, I love it. in yeah. South Sacramento, Southwest, West Sac. And he it. just makes like Nebbiolo and Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> not, he's not Amazing. chasing yeah. dollars. Let's go. I love yeah. it. I he's, love it. It's for, it's for the it's passion of the grape. Passion yeah. project. Yeah. 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 Passion of the grape. Exactly. So, well, and this that's is when a delicious wine. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wish I could and, say and I made is, it. And what yeah. is the retail price on that? Uh, twenty. Yeah, twenty. Sorry, SRP. sorry, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm hoping to go back and get some fruit from Clarksburg this year. Um, for a number of years, I was making it this vineyard up in Mendocino. Nice that I found. Thank you, Tegan, for turning me on to it. Shout out to Tegan. Um, yeah. and and we shared it for a while with Pax and Hardy. Um. And unfortunately, they're letting the vineyard go fallow. Um, but it was old 19, you know, 50s, 40s planted Shannon, hmm. dry farmed. Wow. Um, but it's, it's wow. going back to the earth. Jeez, man. Um, it's a shame. So it yeah. is a shame. And I can't get anyone to plant any for me here. Moment, so. <laughs> well, we know of one person, and and he's using it all. Eric Bradley yeah. from the yeah. the parents' house. But yeah. um, I heard through the grapevine that there's some Shannon that's about to be planted at. Um, uh, a pretty well-known producer um, within kind of one of the forefront leaders of regenerative agriculture. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't know if he's like that's public cool. with it yeah. right now. Right. Um, but in Napa, um, okay, that's yeah. um, that's about to be planted. That's so awesome. I'm super excited for, for that, to see yeah, that Yeah, good happen. to hear. I mean, young people aren't tied to specific varietals like our parents were when, when they're drinking Cab Pinot Chard Sauvignon Blanc. Mm -hmm. They like stretching out for and sure trying some new stuff and the pendulum always swings so it's like people drink shannon blanc and then it goes away for a little while and then all of a sudden it, it becomes a cool thing um to drink shannon blanc again so yeah hopefully we can see a little it's, resurgence it's, it's exciting to see this like new era of, of wine drinker right um i would definitely classify myself as like more of a classic style type of dude um personally yeah. if, if that makes any sense um when i say classic i mean just classic producers um but to see this you know this movement of of natural wine yeah um is amazing to see yeah. um I'm, I'm definitely i definitely feel more so like an outsider um but i have a lot of friends who are kind of within that movement but even within that movement you see you know this this variation of varietals and also styles um within classic varietals that 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 aren't classic at all yeah, <laughs> right, right. They're, they're doing completely new innovative like out of the box thinking things with with grapes that you know are untraditional yeah. but people they're loving it 
They're mm. loving it. Um, Whatever and, brings people in. Right. Exactly. It, it, get them drinking more wine. If exactly. Get them off the White Claw and the Truly <laughs> and get them drinking anything that's grape based. Exactly. Right. And it, and it's got a, you know, the label has a cat that looks like he's on acid or whatever. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I right. Mean, I, I actually have a friend who, who's, I actually have a friend whose label just dropped that actually has a cat on it that looks like he's on acid. There you go. <laughs> But she's going to do well. <laughs> but she she makes amazing wine and, and yeah. makes wine actually for a classic producer. Right. Um um and and and, and is more classic in style for, you know, her her a quote unquote day job, but you know yeah. her her second project um is phenomenal. Um yeah. and and is and is natural wine. Um Shout so her out. Oh, Meg, Meg Zoback. Oh yeah. Megan Zoback. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love yeah, she's yeah. she's making amazing wine over at Burgess. Yeah. Um, Meg's Meg's uh uh, boyfriend works right next door here. Oh, dope. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> Such a small world. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, there's so many connections. Like, um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've met Diana Snowden. Oh, of course. Okay. Because I've She's... heard you talk about Dujac before, and I'm like, oh, maybe he. Um, uh, um... Um, Diana and also Jeremy Sess are yeah. Yeah. amazing people. Yeah. They are. Um, I love them both, and I love their commitment to change within the industry. Yeah. Um, because what happens is, you know, a lot of people, especially in 2020, um, you know, posted a black square and, and that was it. Um, and they were right. like, oh, we support, you right. know, da, 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 woo, woo, woo. Um, we support diversity and inclusion. We support um, inclusiveness and, you know, all these kind of things. But at the end of the day, they never put their, their money where their mouth is. Um, and Diana, uh, as well as Jeremy, are people who do that. Um, and I know firsthand from firsthand experience, um, especially while being over in Burgundy, have opened their doors um, greatly for for me personally, yeah. uh, and for and for many many other people um, who are who have been in Burgundy and their commitment to organizations, well, to specifically the Roots Fund, is great. So I I I, I look up to them. I commend those two greatly for the work that they have have done and are still doing. Um, yeah, I love them both. Yeah. yeah. Talk about the Roots Fund a little bit. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I, so I was a mentor for a while for a woman from the Roots Fund. I was connected with her. Mm. Um, Philosophy Sellers. Oh, yes. Out of Maryland. Yeah. And, and I, I think we were together for a year. Um, they haven't assigned me anyone else. And I'm hoping that it doesn't mean I didn't do a good job. But, no, that's but, not it. But, that's not but it. Jeremy is on the board of, of the Roots Fund, right? Right, right. Absolutely. Um, and and they, yeah, I'll let you talk. Yeah, about absolutely. To... No, no. So the Roots Fund is an amazing nonprofit organization um, that was actually started back in 2020 um, between three phenomenal people, Carlton McCoy, Tahira Habibi, um, and Akimi DeBow. Um all three incredible people, Carlton McCoy, of course, being a master psalm. Um, I believe he was the second black master psalm yep. um, that was awarded that. Um, not even awarded. He he earned it. Earned he, it. Yeah, exactly. He he took that test. Um, but um, they're an organization that supplies different opportunities for people of color. Um, those opportunities include um, uh, scholarships for um, quartermaster someone gay, uh, scholarships for um, uh, WSET, um, enrichment trips, um, also internships, internships as well. Um, they 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 have a partnership with the Burgundy School of Business, um, which is um, a business school out in Burgundy, of course, um, but have sponsored and paid for for 
three different people to have gone through that program um, who I, I know all three and are all three of them are amazing and doing incredible things um, in the industry now. Um, but I mean, honestly, just an amazing organization. I am actually a recipient of, of a scholarship, which is actually why I went out to Burgundy in 2021 and did Harvest over at um, Domaine de Multi um, in Massel, um, which was absolutely I mean, life-changing, right? Um, uh, before that, I hadn't really done a, a real harvest. Like, I, I had helped out um, back in 2020. Yeah, you missed your opportunity in Oregon. Right, yeah. <laughs> this was, I mean, shout out to Brooks. I, I think they're an amazing producer. But when I told them about the opportunity, they were just like, oh, yeah, you got to take that. Like, yeah, no, no. They were like, yeah, do that, do that. Go, go, go. Um, but, winery rep, yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, um, it's, it's an incredible organization. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I got to experience that firsthand, uh, in 2021. Now granted, um, you know, the track record that I had had as far as vintages weren't great because I, I landed in Napa in 2020. Um, you know, my second day in the office was the day that the entire Bay area turned apocalyptic orange. Yeah. <laughs> I know you guys probably remember that. That was oh, yeah. headlights oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wild, yeah. man. Um, AQI was at like 650 down the valley. It was it was wild. Um, I didn't even know what an AQI was at the time. <laughs> you know, um, air quality index for those of you all who may not know what that is. But um, but yeah, and then and then to go to 21 um, in Burgundy, which was also not the greatest vintage. But the thing is, is that um, when when fires aren't involved, but um, great producers produce great wine no matter the vintage, right? So I think I was honestly blessed to be able to have that experience that I did in Marceau, um, to be able to see a great producer like um, Monti, Ademena Monti, um, and to see what they did with, um, you know, their vineyards um, and and what they did with the grapes that they had. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, but I mean, the opportunity that you had to do a, your first harvest in Burgundy is so much different than what it could have been. I mean, Brooks, you would have had the full experience, but right. a lot of people, their first experience is working at a large place where all they do is put you squeegee, know, squeegee <laughs> yeah, right? widget, widget, widget. Exactly. Um, and, and, and I've never gotten a chance to work a harvest a, abroad, but you truly get the full experience because you are out picking grapes one day. Oh yeah. You're out, you know, dropping fruit one day. Yeah. Um, completely. Then you're in the winery. Yeah. Um, you're doing everything, everything. Um, and they tend to take a little bit longer lunches. Um, <laughs> yo, than, than yo, let's talk about that real quick. Let's, States. let's pause right there. Yeah, exactly. The amount of breaks that they take in France are freaking amazing. Right. Like seriously, we, right. we literally had like four or five breaks, um, which was amazing. Um, but you know, we still were able to kind of, get everything done the lunch in particular was literally like like an hour two hours long right. i mean full spread wine cheese the whole shebang and then at the at, when we're done cleaning at the end of the day i mean granted you know the day is a little bit more elongated but um you're with your you're with your peers um and then at the end of it you know we had aperol spritz that we like <laughs> you know like it was great it was amazing i mean it was just i mean it didn't feel as long because you had this camaraderie that you you build you know as you know within within harvest but um at the same time you know you have all of these amazing experiences with just being able to sit down and be able to drink you know wines that 
you would never even think of. Um, and, and they're and so casual about just it. Just casual. Yeah, I mean, like, like, I mean, I remember the last time that I was in Burgundy, I got to go taste um, with, 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 with Jacques. At Edmond du Jacques, and he poured a '96 Bon Mar, like just yeah. casually. I'm just like, bro, what? Like, yeah. bro, are you see? Like, this is Bon Mar. Like, yeah. this is '96. Like, this is like, what is going on? And then after that, you know, Etienne um, drove me to um, Romani Conti and and got to see the vineyards of. Like, and I literally was just sitting there with Etienne, and and was just like sobbing like literally crying because you know you 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 dream you you read about these regions and you read about these vineyards and you read about these producers but to be there um and and to be able to touch it and see it is spiritual oh completely yeah. it's it is spiritual yeah. i mean it's it, the, the connection that you have is is just especially when you're in it and you and you love it and you and you and you see it from you know our lens. It's 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 it is spiritual. Yeah. Um, you you you're able to kind of, yeah. It was wild, 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 wild experience. It, it's a different feeling there. I mean, I I had a trip to Burgundy that I hold deep in my heart, and one of the experiences I got to have was to. I spent it two hours in the cellar with Jacques Lardier, right? <laughs> and 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 the same thing though. At the end of the day, he goes, "Oh, do you need a ride? You know, back to wherever I was going." And he and he took me in his Volvo, right? And we mm -hmm. kind of drove around the Grand Cru, and he pointed things <laughs> out, right? And not once did we ever talk about winemaking, right? Right. Not yeah. once did we talk about yeast or barrels or anything. Mm -hmm. We just tasted out of barrels, right? And he talked about spiritual things more right. than anything else. Right. And that's what and that's what it's about, right? That's what it comes down to is 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 people and and yeah. connection. Yeah. Right. And and those who have come before us um to be able to do and produce and make amazing things that inspired the producers that we know and love right now who are doing it. Yeah. Right. It's it's understanding those those philosophies that they had and being able to not only not only under, of course, understand it, but be able to interpret it in in our own way now, and to be able to pass it off to the next generation, and hopefully, be able to leave things better than what we found it. Right? Yes. And and, and, and that's and, and that's and, and that's the that's the whole. That's why I'm in this. That's why I do it. That's why Wade Sellers was started. That's why Dwayne started this. Was to do that exact thing. Was to be able to to be able to take something that um, had been great before, amazing, um, but make it better, and then be able to pass it off to this next generation even better than what we found yeah. it. So, what is that like the first time you meet Dwayne? <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. That was really loud. Because okay. um, I, I. I mean, I worked for the Four Seasons for a long time. You get, there's certain people you get a little bit nervous um, about meeting and, and and some people you don't. I imagine Dwayne just, because he, he has kind of like an aura, right? He is one of the most amazing individuals that I've ever met in my life. And I'm not just saying that because he's my boss now. And I'm not just saying that because he's like Dwayne Wade, but yeah. he is one of the most genuine, kind-hearted individuals that takes time to listen and and takes time to understand whatever that is that you're you're talking about and and he listens right and there's not there's not a lot of people like that in general yeah. in life who 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 take the time to be able to like look you in your eye listen to you what you're saying 
um, and and be able to give thoughtful whatever right in that moment and make you feel that okay wow this person gets me this person understands me right um and this person gets it um on a human level Dwayne is is amazing um on a business level um it 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 transfers even 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 more greatly right because leadership and 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 is 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 coming from the top down, right? So if your leader is not um, thorough, or if your leader is not um, in line or 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 um, confident with sharing the vision that they have, um, or there's a disconnect, um, then the whole organization is is just falls out of whack. Yeah. Um, it starts with Dwayne and he and and also Jason Palmire, um, and just the Palmire family, um, and it starts with them. And their connection that they have and their understanding for what they want to do for the wine industry is so great and so beautiful that it makes my job so easy and seamless, right? Um, it, it just makes it so effortless. And I'm thankful to to both both Dwayne um, as well as Jason um, and also just the whole, the whole Paul Meyer family and just the entire team. Because there is this connection that we have with the team, um, the entire team. Um, there's not many of us, so it gets crazy. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like, we, we we are in those trenches. Like, literally everybody does everybody, whether it be Michelle Lipa, whether it be Haley Robinson, whether it be Jamie Secchi, whether it be Jamie Watson, the entire team. Um, we it's it, There's this connection that we, we all have and share because we understand the vision of what Wade Sellers is and, and the vision that we want it to represent um, for the wine industry as a whole. Yeah. And where are you guys at in terms of case production? It's not big right now. We're at like 16,000 cases. Right. So it's, it's not, it's not, it's not big, but it's not small. Right. Um, it's not small by any means, but you know, we're not, we're not producing, you know, 150,000 cases. That's right. not, that's not where we're at. So can you tell us about this, um, this Cabernet? Oh yes. <laughs> so we have our 2020, um, Cabernet, which was honestly birthed out of, Damn near out of necessity, honestly. In a normal year, we would have produced um, uh, an Napa Cab. Um, in our previous vintages, we pulled from Rutherford, Oakville, St. Helena. But because of 2020, we weren't comfortable with the quality of fruit that yeah. we were getting. Um, so huh. we actually ended up sourcing um, a majority of this actually from, funny enough, in, in Sonoma over at uh, <laughs> Bedrock Vineyard. Um, over with. Oh, um, yeah. We'll, we'll, give, them, we'll yeah. give them one of these. Okay. Hey. Friends of the pod. Okay. <laughs> Yes, 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 definitely, and and friends of of Wade Sellers. Um, okay. We have a few things kind of in queue with them um, that yeah. we're really excited about. Um, but a majority of that that cap came from came from that yeah. um, that, that that vineyard. Okay. Um, uh, a little bit from Mendocino as well. Yeah. Um, but stylistically, it's still very similar. Twelve months, um, new French oak, so not not long on the oak treatment. Um, because we just wanted this to be fresh. We wanted to be vibrant. We wanted to be ready to drink um and and really be able to give it to the people and what was the meeting like when they said you're going to go out and and sell 2020 red wine right right yeah um it was interesting um first off and foremost it was about the juice right yeah um you know i personally i can't get behind something that if it's if it's not right it's not right and i'll tell you straight up like period um 
fortunately enough, the juice is right. So yeah. it's a fairly easy meeting. I mean, the juice was what it needed to be. Um, it's phenomenal. Um, yeah. It still has that nice, rich character. It still has a nice, light acid. It still has like that nice velvety texture, but still, um, but still, again, very, very light. Not we like, like I said, we you know we we like to think of ourselves as. Um, classic in style or a classic in ethos um when we produce anything um but we pay a lot more attention to our cabs um because we don't we don't over extract our fruit right we don't we don't want something that's like super jammy um it's, so it's most unmistakably cabernet oh yeah I mean, yeah there's no doubt yeah and true to type right right, right. and so you you will going forward continue to source out of Oakville, Rutherford, and St. Helena, and that will kind of be the the blend that you guys use. Absolutely, okay, absolutely, for sure. Okay. Now, granted, you know we might you know do some high mountain fruit. You know we might right. you know do um, we might stray um, and do some like more single vineyard stuff right. um, when it comes to cab. Um, that not might we are going to do that. That is, that is definitely happening. Get in line for Tokwan. Uh, <laughs> Tokwan. <laughs> we know a guy. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it's Um, yeah. what's that fruit going for now, Ton? What, like 35? 30. How much you want to sell it for? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Right? I mean, is that's... it like 30, 35? It's got to be because Oakville Ranch is uh, yeah. 2025. Yeah. So, jeez. Yeah. That's insane. So, I, mean, I just poured some of that um, 91 Kenwood Jack Jesus. London Ranch Merlot. Lord okay. have mercy. Ryan, you got ready for it? Uh, I just, sure. I, I could reach George's wow. well, glass. I pulled this bottle because wow. so Bart used to make wine at Kenwood Benziger and Lassiter. So I think you were probably at Kenwood when this wine was made. I was, I, and I certainly never made wine there. You I was were squeegeeing like, at the I, time. I was squeegeeing. <laughs> I, I was a very, very good forklift driver. Um, but I did, you know, I was part of the blending team with this and got to sit okay. in on those things. And um, but it certainly was not uh, making wine. Um, but this yeah. is such a treat. Honestly, I, I mean, I this didn't is... bring this wine. You're telling me it's such a treat. I don't have a bottle of this in my cellar. This is honestly, this is such a treat. This oh, is that's great, phenomenal. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, thank you, thank, thank you, you Phil. <laughs> There's a couple cases of just random stuff in the cellar here that Phil brought over from his cellar. Said, "I want you guys to." Wow, he's great about that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I want you. I want you to open these wines so, and talk about it. It's them. so lively. Yeah. It's still so fresh. Yeah, it's it has this 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 brightness to it that I'm just like. I just keep going back. Got a nice little gaminess for a sure. Little, little, little I'm actually smoked, smoked meat. A little bit, I'm about to say yeah, yeah, a little like bacon fat type yeah. ordeal that's going on. Yeah, we um, this is when Merlot was cool. <laughs> it was it was when Merlot was Merlot. Oh man, um, I'm actually really excited. I just on one of those websites, the auction sites, um, I just bought half a case of old kenwood wines oh. um that i can't wait to start bringing in and wow opening yeah. what, because, what vintages uh it's a number of things you know 87 artist series oh yeah um a couple of uh, 90s cabernets um some old zins so bottles you um, were probably given back in the day that i drank them on <laughs> that, <laughs> that i bought that i drank yeah sure, you know sure. um i i have singles of some of the artist series one in my seller that i'll yeah. open those mm. with you guys and save the ones that probably were more properly sellered okay. <laughs> <laughs> the 90s was such an amazing era particularly 94 in napa right um i mean I, I, i'm partial to 94 because that's 
that's my birth year. <laughs> I was gonna say, how do you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I remember drinking '94. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I'm popping those now too. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it was such uh like we we talked about before. It was such a a unique era because there was such a a large transition in style um that that happened you know post really 96 i said 97 before but it's really after 96 that yeah. you know it starts a really transition um but this 91 is drinking beautifully and so now are you, are you drinking matthias and wines every now and then or are you getting oh, for it over? sure okay um for sure absolutely yeah i love steve steve is steve is such an one just an amazing individual amazing human um but what he's done for the industry has been, I mean, so great, yeah. so amazing. I mean, people like people like Steve, people like the you know Aaron Jordans, um, people like the Kathy Corisons, yeah. um, you know, legends, mm -hmm. you know, in their making. Um, eventually, eventually, Tegan. I mean, uh, Tegan is an amazing individual. I can't, I can't, I don't know if I necessarily put him in the legend category yet, but he's definitely going to be, for sure. Um, I think he listens to the show, so you know. We'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, 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 for sure, for sure, no. And you know, I mean, Steve and Jill both, um, their their philosophy on 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 wine and just farming, yeah. um, I think, is the future of California wine. It has to be. It it, it has to be. Yeah. Um, it, it, I feel um, it has to be and you're over on the other side of the hill what are the conversations about climate change and maybe i don't know planting some grenache over there and, i was about to say if you uh, ask about nauman if you ask about nauman <laughs> grenache is the future for real <laughs> but it is though yeah it it totally is yeah. it, it it is the future um you know it's it's another one of those grapes that are super resilient and can handle that stress and still produce you know and retain asset right yeah. it's so it's so important for reds yeah. um particularly of course whites as well but but reds even more um because it's it gets so hot yeah. um and if and if you're if it's not then it just becomes super flabby and super fat yeah. and it doesn't have that that balance that you you'll seek but grenache is one of those grapes that that can do that right um so yeah no this is definitely i mean that's definitely the <laughs> as 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 Matt Nauman would say, the nominator, you know, Grenache is 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 the is the grape of the future. <laughs> I I think of Grenache right now as like that, you know, that the old lady from from Florida that's sitting out at the pool where she's like burnt from being out in the sun for thirty years, and she's smoking a Virginia Slim, and she's drinking yes. a pina colada, and she oh, just doesn't give man. a shit. Yes. She's got like the silver thing up to her face, yes. trying to take in more sun. Yep. Her skin looks yep. like leather. She putting, has a little putting baby, baby yeah. oil on, right? And she's happy as hell. Grenache is like that, just kind of hanging sure. out up there, like, yeah, bring it. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so just from learning about your story and knowing a little bit more about you um what's the first wine you're gonna make and what do you think you're gonna make personally yeah oh man wow. you know this is gonna happen and are they gonna <laughs> let you use the facility right has oh, it you haven't man. had this well, conversation already well man. so so wait we won't put you that much on the spot are you sh no, 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 no. <laughs> well i was gonna say it's that classic thing like right so if you could make wine from anywhere in the world. There you go. I like that phrasing. Right? 
I like that PC, politically Bri- correct. Bri- I like Bri- it. Yeah, Brian Brian throws the hardball. <laughs> I'm like, here, let me get the softball out for you. I ya. mean, he's working with Bedrock. The oh, Bedrock man. model and, and just like, you know, Pax Maley too is is bring people in. Right. When they're passionate about something, turn them loose. For right. sure. Let them right. and and learn from their experiences. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's such a great question, man. Um, you know, I've kind of bounced all over the place, right? Um, Riesling, of course, was my first. Well, actually, Shannon was my first love. Um, and then Riesling. I love this guy. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then Riesling. But for whatever reason, I feel like I'm, I don't, I, I hate to sound like this, but I feel like I'm coming back to Basicville. But you know what? I don't give a fuck because, you know, I love it. Um, I love Shard, man. I really do. Like, I think, and 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 like I said before, you know, I had this idea of what Chardonnay was, um, particularly in California, Chardonnay as well as Cabernet Sauvignon. But um, when it's done well, um, when it has a little bit of reduction, I love reduction, just personally, yeah. I do. Um, and it has that acid, and it has this richness, and it has this kind of like... I think it can do so, 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 so well. Um, so will that be my first? No, I don't know. Or if I could, if I can make it in any part of the uh, world, um, I, I think that might be it. And I, and I hate to sound super basic. Um, and then second to none would be, you know, make um, a seven, a seven year style um, shin yeah. straight up, straight yeah. up and down. Like, yeah. Like that, I mean, a Sauvignon style Shannon, like with that richness and like that, that, that kind of like weight, like that would be like super, super ideal. Like, I love that. But also I love, but with that being said, I also love Sauvignon. Like yeah. I love Sauvignon for that very exact same reason, right? It, it it has those same qualities. Like stylistically, like that's, that's, that's what I gravitate towards. Like okay. that's my, that's my style that I love that um rich acid right um, acidity um like that's 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 what i lean towards yeah bart and i have had this conversation about i don't know if you've ever had cons guard uh, oh yes of Chardonnay course from the yes. judge vineyard, of course which ah. i i think of a a marshmallow like a like a yes. marshmallow has richness to it mm-hmm. but it weighs nothing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i don't know how yes that wine gets made <laughs> i have i have no idea how that wine gets made but it's it's rich in your mouth, yes, but then all of a sudden it's still it's, so like it's airy. weightless. Like, yeah, exactly. I yeah. love it. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. That's exactly it. That's the okay. perfect description. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. All that right. Is... So what would this label be called if it were a label? Oh man, Jesus. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going there. <laughs> no, no. I I I um I I love the fact that the wine industry has been so gracious um so so gracious um with its time with its knowledge with its people with 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 everything that has the, at least my personal experience um when i first moved here to napa um i got invited to um to go up to sonoma um with jamie watson uh and cleo paul Myers property um and their project wayfair um and talk about good chardonnay yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. oh man incredible right incredible yeah and i got invited to to go up there and we camped out 
um and i got to see the vineyards and this was like literally like as soon as i got to i, I don't even think i moved into i didn't i, I didn't I, I didn't even get to napa yet so no that was like my first i had gone like because i drove cross country from michigan and that was the first stop that i i, I made in in california and and then to when i actually like moved into my place and had my first official day and then matt nauman took me um through the valley um and to be able to see down down 29 and to be able to see the producers um which you know is is you know i i won't say i take it for granted now but you know seeing it for the first time um because moving out i mean that was the first time i had even gone gone out to california like even or visited california was when i moved here but to, but just to, to, to see the producers and to like see their name on the board and see the vineyard was incredible but m my point being is the generosity and the graciousness that i have been shown within the industry has been incredible and i know it's not the same for everyone and i know that i'm very blessed to be in the position that i am right now um but i'm just thankful for the opportunity that i have now and i'm excited to see what happens in the future yeah. um because i know that this is just the beginning for weight sellers this is just the beginning for us um and i'm excited for the projects that are to come um because at the end of the day it's about the people and the people who are about who are who are associated with the project and the people are real yeah and 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 you know I know where Brian's going with, you know, what do you want to do with your label or your project or whatever, but it took me a long time to get to that point. Mm. Now it seems like people just do it, right? Like, of course I'm going to start my own brand. My advice to you is take your time mm. and suck in all this information that you can learn on all these other people's dime and 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 you'll get to the point where maybe someday you'll want to do it yourself but man there's so much to learn and you've got a huge huge jump on it um i just keep taking the information and just process process yeah. process yeah because yeah. you're you're in a good spot dude it's a it's a blessing man yeah. i mean it's awesome you know to be able to learn as much as i have learned and to be able to be around people who are willing to teach yeah. um is yeah a blessing yeah and I'm yeah. just excited. I'm just excited for like yeah. what's to come and, you know, just to continue this process. I mean, right. I'm We're in Sonoma right now drinking um, 91 Merlot um, from Kenwood and eating charcuterie, talking about amazing producers. And it's like, what, 74, 76 degrees outside. Right. It's perfect. Like yeah. this is literally a dream. Um, and I just want to keep on living it. And that, you know, honestly, that's what's fun for me and fun for us is to see it through someone else's eyes because growing up here sometimes you don't realize um you just came up in it so so it just seems like this is every day um but it's yeah. of course it's, it's fun to see it through someone else's eyes because then you then you go oh wait a minute we do live in this cool spot we get to live in a place where people vacation right, right. and dream of vacationing right. you know right. this right. is it's wild when i get to like you know, wake up and see, you know, 
the mountains and the vodka mountains yeah and, you know just like look outside my window and see hot air balloons just going up and right, right. next to that like, <laughs> right and you're like where's that hot air right. balloon gonna land right right exactly like i actually where do they land like <laughs> i'm actually really curious yeah. uh, but no it's it's wild to think about right i mean for, for at least for me and and i and i just never want to forget that moment that exact same moment that i had when i got that first email from 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 weight sellers yeah uh, and that excitement that I had, it's awesome. and I haven't. It's it's just it just keeps going. It keeps growing. It keeps glowing. It's, um, I, we'll wrap it up right now because I got one last question, and then we're gonna get some shout outs. So I know you got a thing for pasta. Where's your place to go for pasta over in <laughs> Napa? Where Yo, who's, who's doing it right? Actually, you know what? Um, I Scala. I okay. I had this yeah. is my first time. Um, well, last month was my first time going there, and I I legitimately went there like three times in one month. Um, seeing people like I mean, just running into like random homies like Julia Coney or you know Delin Proctor or whoever. Like right. it's I that place has some really damn good pasta. Yeah. Um, it's really good. That's yeah. awesome. Um, how can people get a hold of some of these wines if they? Um, want to get them absolutely right to their house yes um so please uh one first follow us on um all the socials we are at wade sellers on instagram facebook uh twitter um but also our website which is uh dwadesellers.com um we ship all over the nation um so please please look for us we're not hard to find um and you'll probably i'll probably be the one that's you're, you're you're connecting with like so please reach out yeah and 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 follow george walks three on <laughs> on instagram i mean you don't post a lot but but sometimes in your stories there's some there's some stuff there so um certainly follow that also okay and then tell people what's going on uh so this will come out friday so it'll it'll be too late but what's going on thursday night mm. Yes. So the When We Gather series. Um, Yeah. So we have a When We Gather dinner that's happening with uh, over at Horn Barbecue with Matt Horn. Um, You know, this When We Gather series has been incredible. Um, We've been able to partner with amazing chefs and and some throughout the nation, many of which who have won, you know, either James Beard or been nominated for a James Beard or or been on the cover of Wine Enthusiast magazine or whatever, all the other accolades. But what what really what it really comes down to is really being able to connect over um, good food, um, great wine and even better people. Yeah, it's awesome. awesome. Um, Bart, you got anything? I have to give a shout out to um, Santa Rosa Orthopedics. My son, Dane, I'm running out of here right now to take Dane to his first uh, physical therapy after having an ACL. Um, so I'm, I'm giving them a shout out because I want to <laughs> make sure that we get some good physical therapy over the next yeah. six months. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, Sonoma Valley Vintage Festival is coming up in right. um end of september right now you can buy tickets at a discounted for the legends dinner or for the grand tasting um and is um and is that going to happen at buena vista again uh no this year the legends dinner will be at uh br cohen okay um with um glenn ellen star doing the food oh nice um and the uh, grand tasting will be in the barracks here off just off the plaza okay um it's going to be great uh you know last year was the first year the sonoma valley vintners and growers took over the event um and 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 we have some more time to be prepped so it's going to be that much more better this year we had fun 
Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, and there will be more of that coming. Um, of course, and I know you'll get to this, um, Grenache Day is coming. Yes. Uh, Grenache Day. Yeah. Okay. And, oh, and, 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 and I'll, I'll realistically, tell you all about it. it's yes. really, it's, we're <laughs> celebrating my birthday, um, but Grenache Day happens to be on the okay. same day. Um, okay. And that's about this. it for me, you know. Okay. Uh, okay. Shout out to Robert French. Yes. Um, of course. For dropping. You know what he brought the other day was that Greek white wine that the Perlegos yeah, brothers yeah. made in Lodi. Yeah. So he brought me a bottle. And Bart, like a like an old man, has got his phone talking to him. <laughs> well, no. And, and, and then he dropped me a bottle of Christopher. I know. You know, somehow my phone has never had Siri, but now Siri wants to talk. Um, my... Uh, uh, he dropped me a bottle of Christopher Creek, uh, uh, Cinso, Carignan Cinso, okay. um, that I'll bring for our next uh, show. Um, and okay. it's another trip to Lodi Okay, I'll, for say, us. I'll save the Perlegos for that show then. Yeah. Um, so besides the Grenache Day, we got a couple of events coming up here at 16600. We are getting back to doing the Vinyl Sunday. So the first one is going to be July 2nd. The guy who owns Right On Records over in Napa is going to set up turntables right here in the corner out on the patio at 589 first street is he gonna bring records to sell too he's gonna bring records to spin and records to sell nice. we're gonna have uh, costa's tacos here the doing the tacos and we're gonna be pouring um everything well it's it's gonna be a um a rosé release so it's gonna be the um 22 rosé aglais which isabel gossier says is best rosé she's ever made Probably the um, 22 Auditat Rosé and then some of the 22 Primitivo Rosé in cans. So it'll be a celebration of Rosé. August, I believe it's 6, will be Jerry Garcia's birthday. So there will be another Vinyl Sunday the following month happening here. Um, and then... Dude, what day is that again? They're, they're <laughs> <laughs> follow the layer of smoke. Uh, started the downtown plaza look for the the smoke signals and then international grenache day so widely celebrated in spain and france but not so much here in the united states but we are changing that sandra bernstein from the girl in the fig is um you know tried to Our change that over the years but um we partnered up with the girl in the fig and so we're going to do a we're doing sort of a big party on friday night um that will be on the back porch of the girl in the fig and then saturday will be a dinner at sweet d their event space um, tickets are on sale if you go to the um, figcaters.com or the girlinthefig.com and just follow the prompts. You can get tickets for that dinner. Vicki Carroll, who runs the Hospice to Roan and also is Jeb Dunnick's sort of right-hand man when it comes to doing his Paso and slow tastings, is going to be bringing a bunch of Grenache that are um, you know, sort of left over from some of these events. And so the, the entire table will be lined with incredible Grenache from from all over. And then Sunday, our portion is we get to host the concert. So our friends that have the, the barn out there on Denmark Street, we have Catherine Russell, world-renowned jazz artist, is here in town for Monterey Pops, but is going to stop and do a show for us. We did Crazy. acquire a grand piano, um, which was a new thing for us. Um, but we got the grand piano coming and then Tony Saunders is going to open up. We saw him a couple weeks ago at our after party at the Fairmont after the moon mountain, um, district tasting where I got to meet Richard and, um, Richard and Joseph yeah, came over. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, we're going to, uh, Tony's going to play some grateful dead stuff, but then transition into some, 
uh, blues, jazz, and then and then right up to um, Catherine's show. So, and it's I think we're charging seventy five bucks for tickets. It's going to be the best concert that Sonoma has ever seen. And uh, Mike the Baker, and then uh, Fiorella Bruton, who was the former chef for Stone Edge Farm at Edge. Right. They're partnering up and doing the food for it, and we're going to be pouring the wine. So it's crazy. Lots of stuff going on. If you don't know what to do this summer, yeah, sounds amazing. Give us a call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we'll give you something to do. We're the I don't know if you all will you. be there, but I'll I'll be there. I'll, I will definitely be there. <laughs> cool. All right. Thank you so much for uh, popping over the hill. Thank awesome you all so much for you. this. This is this was seriously amazing. Yeah. And and if there's an opportunity for us to come over and. Um, um, Maybe Absolutely. see your spot. We'd like to do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, cool. This has uh, been the winemakers. Um, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Thank Drink you. more Chenin Blanc. Oh. Amen. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>